Good morning, Hive Nation. Jason and Greg here with a special treat from the Hive Studio. With us today, we have first ballot CFL Hall of Famer, two-time Great Cup champion, 2004 CFL Rookie of the Year, all-time CFL receptions leader with 13,778 yards, 71 career touchdowns. Can anybody guess who we've got? We have Mr. Nick Lewis. Also, Nick is the uh, CEO of AO Sports. Um, and that's Nick's kind of stretched his wings into the entrepreneur side of the world, and uh, we're excited for him, and we're going to be a, a big part of that as well here shortly. Um, Nick, how's your day, and how are things going? Thanks for being here with us. It's good. Thanks for having me on. You know, one, I, I truly appreciate uh, you, you and Greg to be able to bring me on uh, to share some of my journey and uh, just my passion for coaching and helping others. So uh, it's going to be a fun time. I'm looking forward to it. The day's, the day's off to a uh, a great start. So I'm looking forward to a great day. Excellent. We'll uh, we'll jump right into it then. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks again, Nick. So uh, how has coaching affected your life? Um, coaching is is really big. And, and when you think about everything that we want to do, we need coaches. We need structure, and and really, that's what it's, uh, the biggest thing is 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 the structure aspect. Uh, talent doesn't last long, uh, especially in sports. There's always going to be somebody more talented. You have to figure out a way to get it done. You know, there's always going to be another business that comes about. So you always have to be able to maneuver. But when you can have coaches in your life that can give you that structure, uh, that can help make things a little bit easier. And, and just like I used to say on the football field, uh, we're like firefighters. Where everybody's going the other way, uh, we're going into the fire. And everybody's watching. Everything's magnified. You know, one play can make or break a career, can a uh, season. Um, there's no, no real commitment to the players in football. So understanding that you have to be okay in that pressure, right? And, and that's a, the major thing with coaching is to be able to give calm, ease, and in the perspective that the job can be accomplished. Love it. That's uh, that hits the nail on the head. Um, what is the most rewarding part of coaching for you? Man, seeing success. Um, I started coaching kids when I, uh, in 2008, I got a house built in Texas and I would stay there in the off season. And so I started training kids and uh, the first group, my dad was like, you might as well train your brother. At the time, my brother was a freshman in high school. Uh, my brother, a lot bigger than me. He was uh, about 6'4", 285 pounds. And so I started training three offensive linemen and, and one receiver. And, and the whole goal was to just make them better. And I'll tell you this, the first year, I did a pretty bad job of it. <laughs> because, you know, my expectation is so much different playing pro sports. I just won my first great cup. Uh, I was about to go into my sixth season as a pro. So it's, it's a lot different mentality. And then, but being able to grow in that space over the last 15 years to be able to help and, and help coach and educate, it, it's been such an amazing thing. But to watch them go win a state championship, to watch my kids um, go to college. Uh, I just seen my receiver led Utah in receiving um, last week against USC in the, in the Pac-12 championship game, right? He had a 57-yard touchdown. So seeing all these different things and, and watching them play on this big stage is, is such a pleasure because it's not about me. It's about them. 
And I'm just glad I got to be a part of their journey in a small way that could help them make it a little bit easier. That is awesome. Uh, we talk about coaching all the time as a success, you know, as a, as a pass down to success. And, uh, you know, if, if, if as coaches, we can, you know, build that, that path and, and help those, those kids or, or whoever, you know, along that, that next step of their journey, that's, that, that's exactly you hit the nail on the head with that. That's it. Um, what would you say to the person who has been on the fence about getting a coach? You know, it's, it's, it's very hard. Like in sports, we're given coaches, mm. but in life, there's life coaches, there's different things. And I think the biggest thing is the understanding of who you want to become. I, I had a chance to talk to a young man the other day that's playing college football. Uh, done, he's done really well. Uh, he's continuing to play and, now he's entering the transfer portal and is going to be transferring to uh, – he was at a uh, smaller D1 school. Now he's going to be going to a Power 5 school. Um, and, and the biggest thing, he asked me, like, you know, what – I said, you just got to – you're on a journey to become your best self on and off the field. Every day we have to put things in place and in order to become our greatest self. And in life, when we need a coach, we have to have people that align themselves with us and not try to make us them. Yeah. Right. There's not one path to success. I can't make people play the game the way I played the game no. because I would fail them. Right. I have to align them with becoming their greatest self. Right. In the pads, outside of the pads. And, and that's really the ultimate goal is making sure that you align yourself with the proper coach that understands your growth, your path that you're looking to be on, but gives you the structure to get there. Yeah, that's uh the one thing about for yourself, I'm sure it'd be hard to, you know, to, to teach or to coach would be, you know, what your instincts were because instincts you can't really teach. Right. That's it. That's it. And it, and it's so important to, to have alignment, right. You can't have somebody as your coach and you're like, man, I don't, I don't want to go in that direction. And they keep pushing you in that direction. I mean, it's not going to work because until you're sold on it, it, it nothing's going to happen. Right. Yeah. You're just going to keep, hitting your head against the wall and, and and really that's insanity right so uh being able to align yourself with someone that can really help you uh, to to you know we all have blocks in our lives how can we have someone to come in and help us get over those blocks or those hurdles to allow us to become what we need to become and you know it's it's not necessarily even about um you know investing in yourself you know, personal wise, but, you know, investing your own money into yourself as well. Right. That's, that's kind of it's where huge. you're going with that. Yeah. It's huge. Um, you know, when you put your money, that's where your passion is. Right. When you see a lot of people put money in their cars, their passion is cars. Sure. Right. When you, when you put your money, that's your passion. If you're putting money into yourself. You're showing passion for yourself. Sure. I mean, would you want somebody to be your life coach for free? Nope. I mean, just think about the value in that. Now, yeah. we we understand there's people that become mentors and do things for people, but those mentors still have aspects of you being in their lives in some other capacity, whether they're a family member or whether you work together in, in some other capacities, right? Or you work together previously. So those things come about. But when you really think about a life coach or you think about a coach uh, for your organization, or you thinking about those things, you want people that that really have the pulse on the people. That nails it. That is a hundred percent it. That uh, that wraps that up for sure. 
I want to add on to that, Nick, like we always talk about coaching and, and having that right alignment for you. Is there a standout coach that you've had, whether it be a sport coach or a life coach, what have you, that has made a huge impact for you? Man, the man that just uh, stepped down from the Stamps uh, GM job yesterday to just be the president now, John Huffnagel. You know, I, I, I look at my career and, you know, early on in my career having success and, and you get, you know, you get out in front of your skis too much and, and you start, you know, drinking your own Kool-Aid and, and everything. And one of the biggest things is you need people that believe in you, that trust in you, but also can be stern and hard on you, right? Because, you know, my biggest thing was they said I didn't really practice hard, and um, but they always knew I was going to show up for games. And there's all these different elements that go around the game that we never really see that we have to put back in perspective. But through John Huffnagel coming to the stamps and, and understanding his presence, but also accountability is huge. Being accountable for yourself, being prepared, right? We, we always talk about being prepared, but really when you're prepared, you have no nerves because you, you just allow yourself to do what you were made to do, right? And, and being able to be prepared, to be able to see everything, feel everything. Uh, you know, Mike Tyson always talked about the closer he got to the ring, the less nervous he got, right? It was almost like when he got in there, he knew. And that's how I was. I would be terrified on day one because we're installing a game plan. I know the DBs we're playing against or the defense we're playing against. But we go out and practice, I feel a little bit better. We go out and execute on day two, I feel a little bit better. Day three, we execute, I feel a little bit better. Day four and walkthrough, things hitting on all cylinders, I feel a little bit better. Going into the game, there was uh, there was 100% confidence because we had proven four days already that we were prepared to play, mm -hmm. right? And, and being prepared is one of the biggest things that John ever taught me. And I used to sit in the back of the room during meetings, and I would just watch his mannerisms, how he did things. He was very calculated on um, if we knew we had a big game and, and or, or we had a team that we're supposed to just beat, he was more intense that week, right? Because he didn't want to let down. He wanted us to go out and do what we were supposed to do, you know, from kicking us off the field or to getting on us or telling me he's going to take this play out of the playbook because it didn't work one time. And and then we over there yelling at each other like, no, this is staying in. So um, <laughs> it's it's something with, you know, huge amount of respect for for Huff and, and what he's accomplished in this league. Seventy one percent winning percentage. I mean, over 14 years. That 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 alone is amazing. Uh, in professional sports. But yeah, I, I would say he's been the biggest impact to me uh, from a coaching perspective. In conjunction with that too, would you say that, you know, because John was a great player in his own manner. So would you say that he got that, that those type of mannerisms from the coaches that he had in the past as well? You know, I, I had a chance to go uh, to to dinner with him one time and, and we were sitting there, uh, me, him and my ex-fiance when I first got engaged uh, a while ago. You know, he invited me out for dinner. And it was one of those things where it's like, I've never had a head coach invite me out for dinner before. And, and me and my ex-fiance, and we we sit there and talked. And one of his, he says, over working with Belichick and Coughlin and all these other uh, great coaches from the NFL and CFL, Wally Bono was the one guy that stood out to him the most, mm -hmm. that he took the most from, that he learned the most from, that he respected the most from everything, all the capacity. 
I mean, when he came to Calgary, he was coming off the OC job from the New York Giants. And most people don't know that, but it, it's one of those things where you just understand coaching is is really – it's hard for a lot of greats to coach, right, because they had their path to greatness. And they believe that's the path to greatness. And one of the biggest things is is learning – you know, if you watch backup quarterbacks, why are they great coaches? Because they communicate with the starting quarterback more than anybody. Yep. They're seeing the game. They're communicating everything. So when it gets into coaching, they've been doing this their whole career. Yeah. Right. When you've been the star, like, look, I need to do this to to perform. I need to do this to perform. And then when you see other people not doing those things, you feel a certain type of way about it. And you can't do that. You can't you can't be like, oh, I did this or I did this. Now you got to do this. No, it doesn't work that way. I mean, times change. Uh, people change. But you, you have to push into that. But yeah. Wayne Gretzky is the classic example of what you just said. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, there's a there's a lot of them that you you see that that really struggle with that aspect. I mean, I just seen or heard a story of Michael Jordan at 47 years old when the Wizards lost and how he he jumped on. He came in, was talking trash to the starters, and and jumped on the second team and beat the starters in a scrimmage <laughs> at 47 out of shape. And you know that's just the mentality. And so, could you imagine him at practice every day? Right. Understanding like he's going to push you, push you, push you, push you. But there's got to be that even kill, push, pull. Um, even today, more than ever, is, is earning res- not just earning respect from the players, but a lot of the younger guys, they need to feel that you really care about them. More than the old school, I'm just going to be hard on you, hard on you, hard on you. It doesn't work anymore. Right. You have to understand to build those relationships. And, you know, we can call them soft. We can call them whatever you want to call them. But at the end of the day, if you want to do be great at your job, you have to execute that, right? You can only go against the current so long. And you, you mentioned it earlier. Passion is a, is a, is a thing about it. Like, you know, like if you show your passion within your job, like you, like for yourself, even like, you know, coaching, uh, you know, young high school kids, you know, if they see the passion in you, you know, it rubs off, right? Like that's, that's a thing. That's it. Passion for your time. Yeah. I mean, I was out in Calgary and uh, I was coaching with the the Alberta selects there and they take hundreds of kids to Texas and they just started their program. Uh, just like the SAS selects here that I coach with, but man, we're, we're out there and I see a quarterback taking a couple steps back, throwing the ball. I see receivers, uh, you know, they're not, they're just running routes on air, but they're not paying attention to detail. And I just lost it. I was like, why am I here? Like, you have a chance to work on your craft. You have a chance to get better. And you take this drill as a a drill that I just need to complete a pass. No, work your craft. Work your footwork. Work your route. Work everything. Work your hands. Everything you do is a chance to get better. Like, you got to chase greatness. If you're not chasing greatness, why am I even here? Yep. You know, like it, it doesn't make sense for me to be here. You can go in the park and do that. Yep. So, but I'm just passionate about my time. If I'm going to spend my time uh, around people um, or around something, I'm going to be passionate about it because I'm sacrificing time with somebody else or something else, my family, my daughter, uh, or, or the people that I like to be around. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's something that you really have to understand that you, you got to have a passion for your time. I don't think, uh, you know, if, if the kids realized 
that they would never really get another opportunity to be coached by a CFL first ballot Hall of Famer, all-time receptions leader. I don't think you would ever, you know, pass that up as a and pass it off as being, oh, well, just another coach. You know, like, like there's there's coaches, and then there's you know guys with your type of qualifications, and you know, like it's within the high professional network, what we're trying to do right now with that, as a matter of fact, is get those number one coaches on there. Right. And the people yeah. who are, who are accredited and those people who have that type of, um, you know, reputation and following that would be like, I, I don't have to even worry about having this coach because I know his, his accreditation. I know what his passion is and I know how he's going to, you know, pass that on to me. And, you know, there'd be no different than whether the, that guy is 50 or whether the guy is 15, you know, le- learning his craft as a, as a high school f- football player, you know? That's it. But that's the same thing I've carried over to my, my, my work life now. I mean, I wake up sometimes, I like, and I look in the mirror and say, you got the audacity to try to compete with TSN, who's been around for years, and ESPN and Fox Sports and all these major sports networks that's been around for years. That's backed by billions of dollars. Yep. Yeah. Because I know the details, I know the practice that it takes, and and I understand the work ethic that it takes to do those things, and and align yourself with people that can help you get there, and and you know that's one of the biggest things. Like today is is just understanding, you know, once you learn the blueprint, I mean, you can really do anything as long as you have the right people and resources and and a team around you. We talk about networks all the time, Nick. Right? Like you and I have talked. That's the hive, right? That's the hive. Absolutely. That's the hive. Yeah, it's one thing Jason and me talk about all the time. Uh, we dislike the phrase I'm self-made because everybody has a team, no matter what that team looks like. Everybody has a different group around them, their mentor, their coach, their colleagues, their friends. They all help us get here. We all bounce ideas off each other. And at the end of the day, we're all one big team working towards whatever that goal is. Yeah. Tiger Woods has a team. Serena Williams has a team. Michael Jordan had a team. LeBron James got a team. You know, the greatest in history. I don't care if you played a single com- competitor sport or team competitor sport. You still got a team that helps you get there on a day-to-day basis. I mean, MMA, boxing, you have teams that really help to to drive success. And nobody does it alone. And I mean, those people behind the scenes, right? Like those people behind 100%. the scenes are very important, right? And, and you know, very that important. could be that could be your wife. You know what I mean? That could be your... Yep. That could be your child, you know, that could be uh, your physiotherapist or, or your, uh, your, your line mate, you know what I mean? It, 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 it's everybody, you know, com- combines to make the hive as we have come That's up. It. Yeah. That is it. Awesome. What else you got, bud? Um, I just, to add on to putting in, in your time with the passion we have as coaches and sometimes when you don't get that response, is is that the hardest part of coaching when a kid that you maybe see has that potential or a colleague that you see has potential that isn't taking your advice for what it's worth? Like, is that something that you struggle with as a coach or? No, no, not really. Um, you know, I, I just think that I allow you to be you. Um, one of the things I've learned in life is I don't lie to myself about you. And I think that's the thing that saves me the most time, effort, energy is not lying about you. Like, as long as you don't lie to yourself about somebody, you can deal with anybody, right? If I know somebody steals, 
and I invite them over to my house and they steal, well, that's on me. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I know somebody's always late and they say, hey, I'm going to come pick you up and I'm late with them, that's on me. <laughs> like, you have to understand that who you're dealing with. Don't lie to yourself about people. People will show you who they are. They will tell you who they are and everything that they do. And as long as you can accept them for who they are, you'll be okay. Right? There's people I hang out with on certain levels, but I'll never invite them to my house. Yep. I'll see them out. We, you might think we're best friends. I'll never text them much. I don't call them very much. I don't, like, very rarely do we ever interact. But when we see each other, you might think we're best friends in public. <laughs> Man, y'all must hang out all the time. No. In this, in this setting, they're great. But outside of this setting, they're not for that. Yeah. Right. In business setting, they're not for what I need to do business wise. They're not for what I want to do coaching wise. They're not for what I want to do in any other capacity in my life. But if we're at a bar, oh, this is the person I want to hang out with. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this is, like I understand. And it, and it goes the same with kids. Kids will understand at some point. It's not my job to push a kid to a point where he doesn't want to do it anymore. Um, or it's not my job to expect more from a kid that he expects from himself. Right. At, at some point, they're going to find the passion for something. I just want to be the guiding force to allow them know the opportunity that's available. Right. Regardless of what level you finish playing at, those same tools that you're learning are the tools that's going to make you successful in life. Right. Not just in the sport. Yeah, I love that. that that's that's awesome, Nick. Uh, anything else? Um, I guess we can transition to AO Sports a bit. Yeah, sure. Um, so to kind of do a nice caveat <laughs> into what you're doing now, with all of the coaching experience and all the sport coaching that you've had throughout your life, how is that now transferred into what you're doing with AO Sports as an entrepreneur, as an owner, um, and how, how are you utilizing those skills that you've taken from from sports? Yeah, you know, one of the one of the coolest things was. I got a chance to win those two great cups and I won them at two different parts of my life. Um, 2008 um, tied a Calgary record uh, for 11 catches, uh, put up over a hundred yards receiving, uh, led the team in receiving and one of the best players on the field. Let's go get it done. And we, we went out and won. Hmm. 2014, I was coming off the broken leg to every ligament in my ankle, uh, missed five games that year. Uh, my first game without a catch because of the ratio issues. I only played five plays that game. And but I was in so much pain throughout the season. And then as the down the stretch, I felt a little bit better. And I got a chance to start in the Grey Cup and play. I think I finished with one catch. Um, but, you know, my role had changed and I was good with that. My role early was let's go make plays. My role late was I need Mo Price to be ready to play. I need Joe West to be ready to play. You know, I, I need to get these men ready for this competition. So everything was psychological. Uh, my role on the field, on the sidelines, was to be that common presence and do the things that I needed to do. And I feel the same way with AO Sports, right? I've, I've had my time to shine uh, on social media. I got fined enough by the CFL. Uh, I had my time to do the things that I wanted to do. And I still want to create content. 
But at the end of the day, I want to be able to step back and help support these young creators, sports content creators, uh, also these athletes to be able to create content. Uh, we've, we've signed two amazing leagues, one Rampage, which is going to be a global one-on-one basketball league where you can sign up and, and start playing people in your area. And then you're going to be able to go on uh, to these regional, local, regional, um, provincial, state, uh, world tournaments, national tournaments type things. And uh, Fireball Extreme Challenge, uh, new sports co-ed by Rule. So we're going to be in a position to really support these sports on a global stage and bring so much more to it. Uh, had a chance to to talk to uh, Troy Vincent Jr. His dad is the vice president of the NFL. And his cousin is the first and only black NHRA champion. He's done it three times. Antron Brown. And Antron's going to be coming on the AL Sports to share his journey in, that, uh, in uh, NHRA top fuel racing. But we're going to have a chance to sit down with the NHRA about bringing that to AO Sports. Because what you see on TV is the sport. Mm-hmm. That's all you see. Yeah. You don't hear the stories. You don't get anything else. All you get is the sport. So this is a great fit for us to be able to come in and start telling the stories behind the scenes where you can learn about the drivers from their perspective and they're in control. And then you can watch the events, right? Whether you're watching those on AO Sports, Fox Sports, or any other place. We, we're more collaborative than we are, uh, I'd say, really competitive. Uh, but we will be competitive in the market and, and be the number one place for sports and, and sports fans. I know we're we're all we're all excited for AO Sports to to take off and and give us something else, an alternative to the the big three that you mentioned there earlier that we we won't mention again. They don't need their names mentioned again. We all we all know who they are, and uh, you know we're we're excited for the hive as well for that same same reason, yeah. right? It's 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 a fit, it's different, and uh, you know there's there's that opportunity to stand out, right? That's it. And, and, and that's where we are in a, in, a, in a collaborative space, you know, just seeing how different companies can come together on AO Sports, uh, promote their own brand, but also be a part of AO. Uh, we'll have our own uh, public speaking events, our own health, um, you know, seminars and financial summits and different things where we can bring people together for the greater good, uh, you know, to help them get to where they want to go uh, from that standpoint. And I think it's, it's just a great fit if, you know, we have speakers coming on. It's like, hey, if you want to work with this speaker, you can go to the Hive and, and start to work with that speaker now, right? So there's different ways that we can partner and look at how we can expand this out uh, and continue to promote because, one, there's enough resources, there's enough money, and there's enough people. Why not work together for the greater good of everyone, right? And yeah. we got your back, brother. I'll tell you that right now. So I appreciate it, brother. And that's like on the business side of things too. That's one of the cool synergies between AO sports and the high professional network. We preach collaboration and community and that story. And the sales guys, one of our favorite jobs is just hearing people's story. How did you get to where you are today? What built you? Who's the people behind you? What's that story? And as sports fans, we also love that. How did Tiger Woods get that great? How did Nick Lewis get that great? How did Michael Jordan get that great? Perfect. Oh, now you can get exposed to the people that are in their network too. So it's, it's super cool building those collaboration uh, communities built on collaboration and working with great folks like AO sports and everybody else we're exposed to. hundred percent. You know, you, t- you speak of tiger and Jordan and it's like, we missed out on tiger. We missed out on Jordan, but we got Charlie, right? <laughs> we got Charlie Woods and uh, we got so many up and coming 
um, young athletes that are ready to go center stage and, and be able to be a part of their journeys. And it's going to be a fun process. And, you know, I need to need to get my team. I, I'm going to get y'all a gift. So I'm going to get my team. We'll work together on this, but we're going to get y'all a, a design set like this behind me. Uh, yes. Oh, that'd be know. awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, get y'all a professional design set. <laughs> yes, we none need this, that. None of this boring <laughs> beige anymore, eh? <laughs> well, no, Nick, I, I love it. Well, th thank you very much for your time today. Uh, I know you got to run, so you know we won't keep you any longer. But uh, this uh, has been an amazing, you know, whatever forty-five minutes or however long we've been on here. It's see, I could we could sit here and talk all day. I'll Absolutely. be honest with you. Uh, you know how it is whenever you and I get together and chat and. Uh, it's just one of those things that it's just a pleasure to uh, sit down with you anytime. I appreciate it, brother. You know, it's always, always been great since day one, uh, since meeting you and Greg uh, that, that night. And it's, it's been easy. And like I said, I don't, I don't lie to myself about people and, and, and definitely uh, you two have enhanced my life. And, and I just want to continue to support you two and, and be a part of what you have going on as well. Well, we really appreciate it. You know, I, I'll, I'll speak for Greg here and, and I'll say we really appreciate what you've done for us as well. So, uh, you know, with great people with like you in our corner, you know, uh, destiny, our destiny is greatness. Awesome. Nick, thank you very much. Appreciate it, brother. Have appreciate a great it. day.